0: Love, Hope, Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Weekly Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest with a story to share and some tips that you can possibly put into your own life, either your business life or your personal life. Uh, today, my guest is Nicole Farrell who lives in California now, but she is originally from Canada, and she is the 10th child of a family of 17. Can you believe that? She is also a breast cancer survivor and also has a brain tumor. For many years, she ran a very successful karaoke business. But when the breast cancer hit and the brain tumor, she put her karaoke business aside. But suddenly this year because she started to show up, her life changed, and she is now doing karaoke on a twice-a-month basis, doing things also to support a charity, and so much more. You know, just totally enjoy Nicole's story, as I am sure there are many others out there that have just wanted to just curl up and disappear. And yet, when they come back to life, magic happens. You know, uh, you know, Nicole, I remember the day I met you. It was a day I was decorating for a clients of mine restaurant. You walked in and we started to chat. How was that day instrumental in starting to change your life? Oh, my goodness, first
1: of all, thank you for having me. It's quite an honor, and I'd like to say that that day turned my life around because I was a recluse, because I had been going through the breast cancer, and I had uh, complications. I burnt my chest, and we couldn't have reconstruction for about 14 months, you know. And then uh, what, I, what amazed me was how smiling you were. You were just working so hard, decorating the room. And I said, do you work here? Because I have never seen you before. And he says, well, well let's say I'm part of a team. <laughs> and I said, what's going on? And she says, well, we're going to have karaoke tomorrow. And the word karaoke, it just, wow, lit up, you know, it lit up my mind. And I hadn't done that for so long. And you said it was a, uh, a benefit, a fundraiser. And he, you said, come and show up. And I thought, hmm, maybe I will, because you realize I haven't been anywhere for a while. I just go up, have lunch, and come home and watch TV. So that's what turned my life around when I met you
0: at our local oh. restaurant. Yeah. Well, the first thing you did was you stepped out and you showed up. I understand that for many yes. years you ran a very successful karaoke business. Tell us a little bit about it and why did you stop?
1: Oh, uh, well, I was in the business for about 15 years prior to, you know, I, I had an accident in the little early 07 that hurt my neck and my lower back. And soon thereafter, I had a breast cancer, and that's why I just couldn't do the karaoke at all. And uh, moving from San Diego, we moved to a retirement community. A beautiful little city here in Sun City, Menifee, Menifee Valley, Sun City, and uh, I just didn't do anything really. I just thought, oh well, here I am, 65 years old. This is it, <laughs> you know, uh, recuperating from my ailment and meeting you, and going to that first show. I met so many nice ladies, uh, being very active in the community. And that—that's how my life changed. I saw people doing things older than I was. I thought, "Oh my God, look at them!" And that was very encouraging. And you approached me, and other ladies approached me to join the women's club, and eventually
0: Naffy. And so that changed my life also. How was joining those clubs instrumental in? Changing your life. What did you, what What was it for you for, from those groups?
1: The the fundraisers and one that stood to my mind is the Woman Against Child Trafficking, and I met Darlene Tanovsky, and uh, she was uh, showing us the dignity bags they were uh, having for the young teenagers rescued from child trafficking. That is just outrageous what's going on out there. And uh, she said, We would need something special, though, to add to the bag. And I thought, Oh, that's very nice, you know. But I didn't think anything of it until maybe a week later when I came upon uh, this little doll that I was knitting. And this was prior to meeting new ladies. And then in the middle of the night, I woke up and I said, That's it. This is it. That would be so nice for them to have a little ball, like a teddy bear, you know?
0: Yeah, and it, it since you started that, I mean, the kids love it, but it's even involved where now you have more people in different parts of the, you know, the, in California and even other people out of state have contacted you because you had several, there were several stories about you in several of the newspapers and actually showing the pictures of the dolls. Um, tell us a little bit about, the, what, you know, what what the dolls are about.
1: Yes, it's a doll that's knitted. It's like a rectangle. And we, we put two eyes and a nose and no mouth. This way the child wants to share their secret where they might not share with the therapist. And I made a little tag that says, I am your friend. You can tell me your secrets. I have no mouth. I won't repeat. Repeat it. And every stitch is a stitch of love. It's a labor of love.
0: And, and aren't, I had different a lot... people, aren't different people now putting their names on who created it or something? So Absolutely. That
1: too... Oh, yes.
0: I presented
1: the idea to the uh, Sun City uh, Knitting Craft. And Mary Dempsey, the president there, was very involved in there as well. And I told him, every little doll will have the signature or the name of the one that knitted the doll. Let's say Mary Dempsey, Ma- Mary D, or Sonia, or Sally. And that makes it so special.
0: Because I want the doll- them to
1: get the credit.
0: Yes, and uh, I uh, you've expanded beyond the dolls now. You're making something else. For uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, uh, I believe um, you're talking about the the uh, the lap blanket, probably. Yes, I started that just last week, and uh, th- those are very welcome. We can put a fringe around a ready-made receiving blanket that you buy at the store, and I found some beautiful one with. At tiger faces or, or just trees or they're, they don't have little baby bottles on them, you know what I mean? It's a receiving blanket. And it's so simple to make and so well-received. It's something they can call their own at the shelter and they can take it home, you know? And I, I want to thank everyone that's been making the dolls along with me and at one time I gave a knitting, uh, what is it called, a knitting uh, lesson, uh-huh. you know, at the center, and it was so overwhelming. People just loved it, and they are more than willing to help. I well, to I, remember,
0: I, remember seeing, I remember seeing an article in the paper where you went to see your plastic surgeon, and he was even, he even did some stitching.
1: Oh my goodness! That was such a beautiful experience because I was there for my pre-op from last October—not October, February the twenty-ninth. Leap here, a couple of days before I was there for my pre-op, and I don't like to waste time. <laughs> I have to keep my fingers busy, and uh, I was knitting away, and I was closing in the back where because it's a rectangle, which we sew in the back, hole from the bottom to all the way to the head. And there I was sewing, and I thought, hmm, he's a surgeon. I wonder if he'd love to give it, you know, put a, a couple of stitches in there. And sure enough, he walks in, and he asks the question, what are you doing? You <laughs> didn't say put that away, or, you know, he was such a nice guy. I said, I am stitching the back end of my doll." <laughs> he said, you what? <laughs> and I then I proceeded to... Uh, I'm about women against child trafficking. How they needed something special for the dignity bag. I said, "Really?" And I told him more about this, the situation. You know, he said, "That's awful." And I said, "Would you like to be a part of it?" He said, "Like what?" I said, "Well, uh, <laughs> I'm about to finish the stitch over here. Would you like to stitch a few up for me?" He said, "Of course." And there he goes. He takes my needle, and he says, "Whoa, those are big." (laughs) There he is. This is so hard.
0: Yeah. I know. I know that you're back doing. I know that you're back doing karaoke, karaoke again. How is that? How did that happen? And how how do you feel about doing it? And what is happening with that? First of all, how I feel about it. Uh, I feel
1: wonderful. It's part of my life. It's me I love I love to entertain, and most of all, I love making people happy, and when they're happy, I'm happy. You know, and I like to joke around and uh, how does that make me feel? You can see I'm overwhelmed with happiness when I do that. I don't know why. But when I go to a karaoke show, though, on somebody else, I am shy. I am not that outgoing. But it seems like when you're the house, it's like, whoa, let's go. Make people happy. The wanting to make people happy gives me the strength and, the, the you know, the, the, being creative to make them happy there. And I have someone, that, uh, you might know him. It's okay to name someone. Yeah, absolutely. A a gentleman named Art, he's 92 years old. He has not missed any of the shows. And my English is not that far right now. I'm nervous. But he goes to every single show. So at one time, there was someone singing, let's say, After the Lovin' or Love Me Tender. And he asked me to dance. So I said, sure. And he danced with me, and he started to sing. And I said, sing on this side. He said, you don't hear on that side <laughs> because I cannot hear on one side because due to my um, brain tumor, and the tumor is called acoustic neuroma, but going back to art, he said, but you can't hear on that side. And I said, "Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> he laughed because it was a joke we had going, singing my, singing my ear, but singing the one I don't hear.
0: <laughs> so we have
1: fun that way
0: yeah and so, so huh? <laughs> you yeah, very uh, mm-hmm. and he sings every
1: week as well, yes, he sings very well, and he goes everywhere wherever I go. he's there. I went to a computer class there he was, I went to a pancake breakfast there he was. he's very active, and I'm following his example, how much much younger than he is, but it's a good example to follow, you know. You don't start off and stay home. Yeah.
0: Well, because, how, because, every, mm-hmm. because everybody had heard you and heard what a great voice you had, you were invited to be one of the performers for the Menifee Sun City Women's Club April in Paris fashion show with a very well-known singer, Mignonne Profante, and uh, she also sings a lot of the French songs. Yeah. And I was there, and, and you were wonderful. How did you feel... I um, being on stage and performing Because you certainly look like You've been doing that all of your life well, I was a
1: host For karaoke to make them sing But uh, being invited To sing for the uh, An afternoon in Paris fashion show Was such an honor And Mignon and I Talked before the show of course Through email and Because we were asking or referring What song you're going to do We didn't want to double up on the songs and she gave me the honor to sing Vie on Rose" because my friends like to hear me sing Vie on Rose" even though it is one of her favorites as well. She let me sing that. I think that was so marvelous. And uh, I learned so much from her because I am from the old school. I still have a VCR and play CDs, you know. While people have cell phone and iPod and things. Well, to my surprise, all of her songs were from an iPod, a tiny little thing. She just plugged it into the uh, Sun City's, uh sound system, and I could not believe that. I could not believe that she could do that. And thanks to Mignon, I now have a smartphone, like similar to what she has, where I can uh, download songs and play them through. My cell phone. I didn't know you could do that, especially to yeah, perform. You
0: also, want, you know? you also want to found a website that people can download karaoke on. It's called, what, Red Karaoke or something like that? Yes,
1: a Red, R-E-D, com. You can go in there and sing your little heart out on your computer. They have the words, the bouncing ball, and also some 4G cell phone and iPod, not iPod, iPhone, they can also, I don't know how it's done, but if you click here and it will go to your phone. So like I said, I am from the old school. This is such a mystery to me. But I can now do karaoke or sing karaoke from my cell phone at a
0: campfire,
1: you know? It's yeah, amazing. that then
0: you're you're ready anywhere you are because all you do is pull yes. up the music. Yes,
1: you don't need a music sheet or anything like that, or a book of uh, words uh, for. Oh, I, sh- I should say lyrics for the song. That well, is an amazing an thing. I one love thing
0: doing I that. Love is, is that you are such a natural for karaoke? You make so many people happy with the way you run the evening. You make them all feel welcome, and because of you, they are getting. There's some great talent that's showing up, I and mean, you. <laughs> This is a town, and, you know, as the word is getting out, more and more talent shows up, and it's just amazing. And um, But what's more important is how you make them feel when they're there. You make them have fun. Oh, and if they're not singers, somehow you get them up dancing.
1: Well, thank you for saying that. You're right. There's so much talent around here, and that's what I'm planning to do, like not definite date right now because I'm there the second, fourth and fifth Friday if there's a fifth Friday, but there's karaoke every single week at Boston Billy. But I am picking a couple of people to perform for half an hour at the karaoke show. This way but, they can show up their talent.
0: You know, and when it's I very noticed, entertaining. Nicole one of the things I noticed from that, I know you one of the people you've picked who has a great voice is Sue Lopez. But what I've noticed that because you're going to highlight her now, she is like putting more she's putting steps into the music and using no. her. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yes. she's going. Yes. I, she's mm-hmm. going. yes. I, I I I
1: excuse me. Actually I told her she would be my very first performer at the karaoke show when she's ready. We were going to do it, it the 22nd, but there's another function going on. If you if you want to talk about it, that's fine too. You know, oh yes, yeah. speaking of the function for this Friday, the 22nd, it it has to do with the Chamber of Commerce, right? Installation. Oh, it's our, yeah, it's the
0: installation. Yeah. So, some of us cannot yeah. be at the karaoke cuz we're going to have to be there.
1: Yes, I wish I was there. But I'd
0: like to bring up the fact that the doll
1: that my, uh, for my reconstruction, my breast reconstruction surgeon, he put a few stitches in it. And I also have Jillian from um, the the Survivors. She did a couple of stitches. Now, the next person is John Denver, the mayor of Menfield Valley, Sun City. He doesn't know oh, about it yet, but I'm going around having people that people know, you know, kind of uh, in the media, give a few stitches to my doll. And eventually I will put that doll for an auction at one of our functions. Oh, that
0: sounds like a great thing. Because of all your exposure, you were recently nominated for a novel, uh, uh, National Association of Women Business Owners Award, and you got presented lots of congressional awards. How did you feel about being nominated and being at that event? I'm
1: very surprised, very humbled. I can't believe I was nominated. I still can't believe it happened to me. It's all because I showed up that very first time for that fundraiser for Women Against Child Trafficking. I'm so thankful for all that because my life has changed so drastically for the very best because I used to get up at eleven, twelve o'clock in the morning. Not twelve o'clock in the morning, but let's say ten, eleven in the morning. I went to bed at three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Got up, took my meds, you know, because I was always in between surgeries. I had eight surgeries in eighteen months. So I didn't really feel like going out and do things. But now that um My surgeries are slowing down because in between surgeries now it's six months.
0: I'm having one the
1: 18th of July. Nothing serious just has to be done, you know, (laughs) part of every construction. But I feel like now I have a purpose. I get up 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, go to bed before midnight. That's a first since five years. For five years I just took care, you know, of my ailment and stuff, but I could have done more. Now that I see those ladies from the women's club and Nafi, and I mean, some are much older than I am, like I mentioned before, and they are doing so much. And I could have—I regret not having done more.
0: Um, well, you're on your—you're on a new path now. What was it like being the tenth child of a family of seventeen? It it was great. It was wonderful,
1: really. Um, Sixteen of us are still living. That's a miracle because they're from 56 to 76. Think about it. I had a beautiful life, even though at times all we had to eat was milk and bread and a little sugar on it and maybe mm, oatmeal for lunch. But think about it, having to feed 17 kids. And most of my brothers and sisters went to work at 12 years old, and they brought the check. Um, When they would come home, they signed the check, put it on the table. And I did that also. I went to work at 14, 15 years old. And I was the lucky one. My mother and father was able to... uh, Send me to private school and maybe three three hours a day. So and uh, so I can go to work too and bring a check home. And I purchased my very first brand new dress when I was sixteen. For and I remember it was green and it was five dollars. It was my very first purchase on my own. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. That's, that's why I that appreciate sense. life. Yeah. So I don't need much to make me happy now. It's uh, everything is a gift. Yeah, well, you're my also husband John a... is very good to me. <laughs> you're
0: also but a his... mother. How many how many children do you have? What has it been like raising the children? Oh, very. Uh, I mean, I went with the flow
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I have four of my own, and I married I'm a wonderful, wonderful man, John, with three three boys, and our children are the same age. So when we got married 20 years ago, just last week, was 20 years ago, uh, we had four, sometimes five teenagers in the house.
0: <laughs>
1: and they called us the Brady Bunch. But I <laughs> gave a stern warning to the boys, you touch my daughters and I'll do a Bobbitt move.
0: <laughs>
1: but we were all together yesterday, as a matter of fact, for Father's Day. All the children, so we have together we all have twelve grandkids, I have seven he has five, but they are ours because we've been married twenty years and they were teenagers, and we were at the birth of all the children that was this is such a gift to be able to do that, you know Right. as mom mom and pa, and grandpa and grandmama they call me Grandmama just like they do in French, not grandma. I'm grandmama. And uh, they are very talented, and I'm so happy. I'm so blessed. We are so blessed.
0: How do you feel uh, about all that has happened to you in the last year, and what has it meant to you?
1: It meant to me to not sit around and hope, even though you're recuperating something and make phone calls. Like I said, I look back my five years when I wasn't doing anything. I could have done so much now that I know. My eyes are open, and I see so many opportunities that we can do. We can do so good for uh, the neighbors, so many good things for the sick, and um, I am overwhelmed with the opportunities that are out there. And it's not hard. You know, you take one one idea and you multiply it and you share it. and I, I'm just the happiest person. And so is my husband. He's very happy that I'm out and doing things R- very much, yeah. Oh, um, thank you for that, too. You are my inspiration as well, Robbie. You're going through oh, yeah. some stuff and... I want to thank you for for encouraging me to, uh, you know, be in a club, a women's club. I I was saying before, you know, I said, I have nothing to offer. I'm not doing anything. And you said, you have a lot to offer. (laughs) Thank you for that. And then you were diagnosed with breast cancer at the time I was meeting you. And so you are my inspiration as well. You really are.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for that. What kind of tips would you give our listeners about, you know, getting started to show up and step out?
1: Well, uh, I would say take baby steps, and I'm still taking baby steps. Um, Show up at the luncheon, and then I found out that I didn't know you had that going. Just cut up coupons for groceries. And things are, you know, uh, toiletry, that is so easy. You can just sit there, cut those coupons out. That's a good baby step, and which helps so much. And uh, when I did the dolls, you got me involved in the, to enter the arts and crafts. I didn't know
0: this existed. And, and you that what? helped me to be out there. I <laughs> know. I had no idea you not only won on uh, a club level, you actually won on a district level as well. So that was... My goodness. It is about about stepping out and taking chances and, and, uh, you know, looking for the adventure because you don't know what it's going to bring you.
1: And you certainly have...
0: You've done a lot of stepping out this year, and each time I, I see you, it seems like you're growing stronger and stronger. And you're reaching out and touching other people's lives as well.
1: Thank you so much. And being part of uh, Michelle's Place, the Breast Cancer Resource Center, I was a volunteer just last Friday in Riverside. And there was about 250 people going back and forth and things, and we shared the information about Michelle's Place Breast Cancer Resource Center. And um, two young ladies shared with us, and they were some of uh, vendors, they were vendors. And they came to us and they shared that they had some issues, and they were 29, and the other one was about 35, so young, so young. And that's when you really, really have to take heed of, if you have a lump, do something about it.
0: Michelle, uh, Nicole, we're down to about 89 seconds, so I want to thank you so much uh, for being my guest today because you are a great example of of someone showing up. The honor is mine. The honor is
1: all mine. I'm so humbled by you asking me to be on your show. Thank you so much, and thank the community for all they're doing, for the charities as well. Thank you so much.
0: This is Robbie Motter of Deep Evil Weekly Strategies for Success. Every week we bring a dynamic guest as we did today with Nicole and sharing her story. Uh, you can always, if you can't listen to us live, you can always go to the um blog talk radio and hear our show and at any time. Um and if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just send me an email at rmoder at com. And, again, uh, when is the karaoke and how can people reach you?
1: Oh, my number is 760-807-4300. And they have karaoke every single Friday in Boston, Delhi, of Cherry Hills, Sun City,
0: but I am there time, on the second. Go ahead. And what time is, uh, it, is
1: it? It's from 5 to 9. And this okay. Friday I'm having a
0: special 4th of July karaoke party this Friday at Boston Billy. Okay. Well, again, Nicole, it has been wonderful having you on the show. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. And I'm sorry I'm going to miss the karaoke this week, but it will be Yeah, We'll be thinking about you.
1: Thank you so much. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye.